Hi, I'm Adam Nichols. Welcome to the Sunday Showcase on Radio Verulam. 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Hey everyone, it's Dan Berry back again for another Sunday Showcase podcast. Happy Sunday. Hope you had a good week. Mine's been interesting. What would you do if you weren't in lockdown at the moment? Shopping trip to Ikea? Go for a cheeky McDonald's? You may even go to the theatre. Coming up in today's show, I chat with Ovo's Adam Nichols in another one of our Live From Lockdown interviews as we zoom in on Ovo's production of Twelfth Night Live. That sounds exciting. Can't wait to talk to Adam about that. We've also got Tips of Monday and Sunday shoutouts to follow as well. You, you know how this show works. The format hasn't really changed. If you fancy a shout-out uh, for yourself or someone you know, for any reason, uh, if you want to um, congratulate someone or if it's someone's birthday, someone's anniversary, or if you want to send your love to someone, uh, for whatever reason, you know, I'm here for you. Radio Verulam is here for you. Uh, just uh, send this, send your emails uh, my way to daniel at radioverulam.com. Daniel at radioverulam.com. And there's also social media. I've got a packed show for you today, and I hope you enjoy. Radio Verulam at the weekend. For those of us who are stuck at home wondering, when will things be back to how they were before? Why not try listening to this? Tips from Monday now, where this is the point in the show where I get to give you a couple of suggestions about for those of you battling the Monday morning blues. Um, so, yeah, might I suggest change up the music selection? Create a brand new uh, Pandora station or listen to your favourite song from the last 10 years or anything, or any sort of tubes or vibes that kind of get you in a good mood. Uh, again, these little these little pick-me-up, these little pick-me-ups uh, make all the difference. If you never listen to music while, while you're at work, then try it out. Uh, have the radio on, have your Alexa on or whatever. Uh, if not, it's not for everyone, but um, it, it, it's... it's some people say that uh, music do motivates people, and I and I and I do believe that. I believe that it can. It, it can. Uh, add a picture to your workspace, or kind of decorate your workspace. Print off a pic from your phone. Uh, pick up a frame and just stick it on your desk. Um, it could be a picture of your boyfriend, girlfriend, your pet, uh, your parents, your family, um, a, fa- a funny moment or something, uh, or your favourite place you visited. Uh, let your eyes fall on things that you know what makes you happy, because having photos around that make you happy is always a good thing. Uh, change them up every now and again, and uh, this is golden, trust me. Uh, hydrate, but in a fun way. Uh, this may sound basic and even off-topic, but hear me out. Most people do not drink enough water and I'm guilty of myself I'm guilty myself uh, of, of not doing this with the stress of a job tending tending clients selling aren't selling answering the phones uh, emailing uh, or, or, or whatever whatever it is whatever it is that you do for your job uh, your job may entail um, we often get distracted and simply forget keep keep a bottle of water by you at all times and spice it up with something fun um, I, I say I add frozen fruit or cucumbers or lemons in my water uh, your brain will operate more smoothly and you'll find better um, overall um, overall moving Monday up to an awesome scale I'm Dan Berry and I'll have more tips on Monday for you next Sunday 92.6 FM Radio Verulam it's time for another guest in another one of our Live From Lockdown interviews. He's the creative director of Ovo Theatre at the Molten Arts Theatre in St Albans and has directed plays such as Much Ado About Nothing, Macbeth and As You Like It. Here to tell us about an exciting new project coming to a virtual theatre near you from Ovo St Albans is Adam Nichols. Hello Adam. Hi Daniel. 
nice to see you. Uh, it's nice to talk to you on uh, FaceTime. So before we sort of get into Twelfth Night Live and all the stuff going on with Ovo, um, how have you been? Uh, how are you and how have you been since lockdown started? Oh, well, it's been a strange time, hasn't it? I've, I've actually feel quite fortunate um, that I've had a bit of time on my hands. Um, I was planning to move more into full-time theatre making this year. So it's actually given me a bit of an opportunity to... Uh, uh, switch off what I've been doing previously and, and really focus on the future. So I'm probably one of those annoying people that's actually found it, you know, um, quite interesting, actually. So um, Ovo Theatre, there's one question I've always been wanting to ask you, but what does Ovo Theatre actually mean, the name <laughs> Ovo, when you when you came up with it? Yeah, so it's from the Latin, ab ovo, which means from the beginning, so from the egg. So that sense of um, creativity and... Uh, um, birthing, I suppose, of of theatre ventures and plays and so on. Um, so yeah, it kind of kind of symbolises that creative uh, creative feel. Oh, and when it comes to theatre, because of social distancing, it's unlikely that any live performances will be likely to happen anytime soon. And this is not just for local theatre; it's for London and Broadway as well. Um, but you guys at Ovo have a really nice idea of doing a play by Zoom. Uh, it's Twelfth Night Live. So. Talk me through the creative process of how you came up with the idea, and you know um, who got involved when, and just the whole the whole thing from 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 the start. Sure. So I have a bit of a a, a thing about theatre on film or on or on screen generally because I don't really think it works. Um, and NT Live has obviously been a very uh, popular initiative over the last few years, where the National Theatre initially, but now other theatres are involved as well. Uh, they film productions and they then screen them in cinemas. Um, and I think that's great uh, for people that perhaps live away from London and don't have the opportunity to access uh, some of the great theatres that we have in London. But I've always found it a little bit of a um, dispiriting, um, alienating experience because I think theatre has to be live. Um, you have to be there. Um, uh, otherwise, you know, it's it's TV or film, and that's obviously a very different medium. So when lockdown started and it became clear that the theatre was going to be closed for some time, we probably didn't rush into producing loads of loads of online content like a lot of other people have. Um, partly, as I say, because we just wanted to make sure that if we were going to do anything, it had to feel like an OVO show. Um, but also because we wanted to figure out how we might be able to create something that really did engage the audience, that was live, that was interactive in some way, and that to, to the extent that you can do on screen replicates the feeling of actually being in a theatre um, so I suppose that was that was that was the context um, we then started to think okay well, what can we do um, and we did a production of Twelfth Night last year which was very successful um, and which worked both at the Maltings but we also took it to the Rose Playhouse in London as well which is an, an even more intimate space than the Maltings and it just felt like that was a show that might translate quite well um, into a, a filmed environment. So, I mean, that to, to a certain extent was the creative process. We probably started working on it about a month ago. And I must say that I probably massively underestimated the scale of the challenge. It's been a fascinating process. But trying to create something, as I say, that feels live and interactive and theatrical, as opposed to just shooting a, a, a film, um, is tricky. Um, and so it's really challenged me the rest of the creative team, so I have Janet Pod, uh, who often co-directs with me, working with me, Simon Nicholas, who has created a lot of film for our productions in the normal theatre environment. Um, he's, he's directing the film side of things. Uh, Tom Canioni, who 
is our regular musical director and Jill Priest, our choreographer. So thinking about the original show, I suppose we started off um, just looking at a, a basic conversion, if you like, of the show from one medium to another. But we quickly realised that actually we needed to go back and think quite a lot more fundamentally about how it would actually work in this medium. And it's, you know, it's a new medium. I mean, it's exciting to be working in a medium that lots of people are uh, trying to create things through um, an application in, in in the shape of Zoom that wasn't designed for um, creative activity. It was designed for, you know, conference calling for business meetings. So thinking about how you can use the different elements of that medium to create something that's hopefully exciting and engaging for audiences has been, as I say, a big challenge, but also very exciting. It is a challenge, yes, as you say. And I think I saw on social media, I think it was um, one of your actors, Anna Franklin, who's been on my show and is wonderful. Um, she plays uh, Lady Toby Belch in this because you sort of swap the roles around. Um, and there's a picture of her in front of a green screen and sort of giving a giving a sort of a toast and is that sort of will the actors sort of perform from home and sort of how are they sort of yeah. interact with each other without interacting with each other yeah well it's interesting that you picked Anna because um Anna's husband Will Franklin is also in the show ah. um and they've not acted together for many years but we did we did Twelfth Night I directed it about 12 years ago and they were both in it then playing the roles that they're playing in uh, playing in his case playing the role that he's playing now in her case playing a different role um, they are the only two cast members who are actually in the same place at the same time. Um, but they also have a four-year-old son who occasionally makes appearances uh, in our rehearsals um, and will hopefully stay uh, backstage during the performances, uh, budding performer though he is. Um, so that actually those two have been able to interact more normally, I suppose, because they're in the, in the same place. But yeah, everyone's in their, in their houses, um, hopefully in a room that, that is relatively quiet and undisturbed. Um, and they've had to create a little mini theatre, you know, in their front rooms. So, as you say, they've all got green screens uh, because we're using the green screen technology to create settings and backdrops um, for the various locations in the play. Um, they're also doubling as sort of technicians as well because there's quite a lot that they have to do in terms of sound um, and lighting um, as well, which is which is absolutely critical. If you've been watching uh, any of the kind of TV. Uh, adaptation of Zoom in things like news and current affairs programmes. Uh, one of the challenges is getting the lighting right and getting the audio right um, because if you're in a TV studio or on a film set you've obviously got someone there who's working on the acoustics to make it sound really good. When you're sitting in your front room or in your office like I am now talking to you you get a certain amount of, of bounce and echo and I'm sure you found this making your programme Daniel from, mm. from home that is yeah. very different from a studio environment. Um, but I also think to some extent that people understand that now, you know, after whatever it's been, three months now, people are used to seeing um, people in that sort of environment. Um, what we've also tried to do is get away from the classic kind of head and shoulders on Zoom kind of view that, that, that is, is ubiquitous now uh, and get the actors actually to the extent that they can do um, moving around, creating um, more dynamics in, in, in actually uh, what they're doing so that you're not just watching someone sitting there sort of still for an hour and 15 minutes hmm. hopefully there's a, a bit more interest than that that we're we're, we're managing to create uh, so you've got you've got the Shakespeare you've got the sort of sense of the essence of the live theatre aspect you've got everything pretty much that you did um, with last time but how, how obviously it's two performances are very different so what's the difference between Twelfth Night Live and the actual performance that was shown last year 
Well, we've got music as well, um, oh, yeah. and that's probably been the most the most challenging dimension actually of of, of doing this online um, is is getting a decent um, production of the musical numbers because there's a lot of uh, quite a lot of songs in the show as well and a live band. Um, but we've managed to work that out technically how we do that. Um, what are the differences? Well, um, obviously you've got uh, eleven actors apart from uh, two of them all, all in different locations. So trying to create a sense that people are in the same location has been uh, it's been interesting um but obviously you have to do that in a different way because you haven't got people you know standing next to each other or opposite each other on a stage um trying to create a sense of um action happening across a number of different frames that you see on a on a zoom call it's been another interesting challenge um so you know trying to kind of um uh, if somebody's passing something to somebody or they're throwing something to somebody, um, how do you actually sort of play with the technology um, to make that appear to be happening and to create a bit of an illusion, whilst at the same time recognising that you know, the audience knows that everybody's sitting in their front rooms. They know that they're not sitting in a studio somewhere together making the show. Um, so that those things are probably going to feel different, but hopefully we'll still have uh, a theatrical dimension to them. I suppose the other big difference from the original show is that we're trying to introduce more interactivity. I think um, the view that I've come to is that you, know, you, you feel like you're engaged in a good play, whatever that play is. If you're sitting in the theatre and it's a good show, you feel like you're being engaged. You feel like the actors are engaging you directly. Um, obviously, when you're putting a screen uh, between people and you're sitting there on your own, either as an actor or as an audience member, um, creating that sense of connection is, is difficult. So. I suppose the biggest difference is that we've created different elements within the show where there is some direct interaction between the cast and the audience so that hopefully when you're watching uh, you actually feel like you're you're part of it and you're there with the actors rather than you know feeling distant and sort of alienated behind a screen. Oh, so it's a sort of Shakespeare and meets postmodern jukebox meets a secret cinema pretty much. Yeah, so there's a there's an immersive element to it. Um, I'm a big fan of immersive theatre, and, and uh, it's a it's a sort of genre of theatre that's that's become very popular. I think over the last few years, where you get more of an event type feel. And as you say, you've mentioned Secret Cinema, which has obviously been hugely successful. That sense that actually you're going along to see a show, but you're also being brought into the world in in different ways. And uh, we're very much hoping that people will dress up, will come with appropriate beverages. Um, which we're providing a little bit of prior input to help people with um, and really, you know, get into the spirit of the period, which is the 1920s on a cruise liner. Um, uh, yeah, that real, get that real sense that, it, that you're actually there with the actors in, in the world that we're creating. Hmm. Yeah. We'll quickly talk about your creative team and sort of casting creators for uh, mm. Twelfth Night Live, uh, because it's the same people that you've worked with uh, before. And obviously you're sort of swapping roles and like swapping characters uh, for characters that are male. You've changed into uh, female and the, the actual sort of rehearsal process for this. Do you all kind of join each other on a big call and sort of um, rehearse the scenes or do you sort of yeah. Um, yeah. or do you sort of break it down a bit more in more detail? Um, a bit of both. I mean, actually, one of the things that's been weirdly straightforward has been rehearsing on Zoom. Um, that has felt very normal and hasn't really felt weirdly enough particularly different um, to rehearsing face-to-face. -face. Um, I think it helps that most of the cast have worked together before, um, so you sort of have got that existing knowledge of, of, of how people work. 
Uh, although we have got a couple of new um, new actors um, that have come in um, to this particular cast that haven't worked with us before. Um, but um, yeah, so we, we kind of it's it's a normal sort of rehearsal process. Um, you know, working on 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 big scenes or small scenes, whatever. There's quite a lot of smaller scenes in this play, where there's just sort of two or three people in a scene. Um, but yeah, we come together, and I suppose, as I say, really rehearse in a, a pretty normal way. Um, there's probably more focus on the technical side because normally the actors don't have to worry about you know the camera, the lighting, the sound, because uh, normally they've got other people around them that are that are figuring that stuff out. So that's probably taken up more of the rehearsal time. Um, and obviously, as I say, just adjusting to a new medium. Most of our actors, some of our actors have got film and TV experience, um, but a lot of them don't. And, and in any case, most of them would consider themselves to be more sort of theatre than, than screen actors. And actually, the style of acting is quite different. You know, when you're, when you're on a screen, um, anything that's big and broad that we, you'd get away with even in a, a fairly small theatre just overwhelms when you're, when you're on screen. So it's a much more subtle probably more naturalistic style of acting that the cast have had to adjust to. Hmm. Okay, so if we want to get sort of uh, dates for this, how can um, what are the what are the dates? How can people book tickets and how can we and how can we watch this? Sure. So so it's on Zoom, um, as you've already mentioned. Um, the performances that we've scheduled are from the twelfth to the fourteenth of June. Oh so that's uh, next week. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Next week. Um, and it's going to be, yeah, it's next weekend, yeah. And it's going to be at 8.15 each night. It runs to about an hour and a quarter, the show. So mm. no interval, an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. And, um, there's, and there's no interval? There's no interval. Okay. Um, there's no interval, but obviously you can uh, you can refresh yourself as you're watching to your heart's content. Yeah, I suppose uh, that's a nice um, thing. If you're sort of wanting to go to the bar for a top-up, you can if you're in your own house. So um, exactly. it's, it makes, it, yeah, it makes an interesting experience watching it. Exactly. So you can do that. And tickets, uh, www.ticketsource.co.uk forward slash OVO. Um, and you can also find more information on the website, which is www.maltingstheatre.co.uk. So there's a whole bunch more information on there, a uh, little bit of film, um, photos, uh, all sorts of stuff on there for people that are interested in finding out more about the show. Um, and hopefully um, see you there. And Definitely, we're looking, this is a bit of an experiment, obviously, but we're looking to do further performances as well if, if it goes well. Um, and if, if there's the demand there, um, it's something we'd like to do more in the future. We're almost out of time, but Adam, people have been in touch in the week with some questions for you, if you'd be happy to answer them. So the first question is from another Daniel in Aldbury, and he asks, what inspired you to direct Twelfth Night? Oh, um, well, it's a play that I've always loved. Um, and why I love it is because it's very funny, but it's also very dark. Um, so it has that, that, that those, both those elements. Um, uh, lovely characters, uh, but also some great poetry, um, some really lovely poetry uh, in there as well. So, yeah, it kind of ticks all the boxes for me as a director. Hmm. Uh, do you have any particular favourite Shakespeare lines or plays or both? And that's from Matt and Molly in Oldgate. Um, there's loads. Um, it's hard to sort of uh, pick out a particular um, line, but I suppose in this particular play, um, there is a, a beautiful speech delivered by Viola that is probably not actually that well known, um, where she's talking about um, uh, what she would do um, uh, if she was in love. 
Uh, and the, 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 the speech, I won't give you the whole speech, but the speech starts, make me a willow cabin at your gate. Um, and it's, it's those, those little three or four lines that you get in, in these speeches that often, as I say, aren't, aren't particularly well known but are just very beautiful and very evocative that I, that I love. Oh. Um, so how does directing a play by Shakespeare differ from directing a, the work of any other playwright? And that's from Tim and Joe from St Albans. Uh, I, I don't think it, I don't think it diff, differs that much, really. Um, I mean, there's obviously the language uh, dimension where if you've got actors that are less experienced in 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 um, performing Shakespeare, um, then there's often work to be done in, in deciphering uh, the text. Um, but I kind of think that with a great play, you do that anyway. You know, if you're looking at Harold Pinter, who's obviously a modern playwright, um, a lot of directing a Pinter play is about what he doesn't write as opposed to what he does. Um, so I think I don't think I, I don't think it's particularly different in in, in the process, um, but certainly you know bringing the language to life, making the language uh, resonate with a contemporary audience is probably something that's an additional dimension with Shakespeare than, than a modern playwright. Hmm. Uh, so apart from Twelfth Night, what's been your favourite play at Ovo to direct? And that's from Chris in Park Street. Um, that's a really, really difficult question to answer. Um, I suppose I would probably have to say As You Like It because it was the first show that we took down to the Minac Theatre in Cornwall um, and it was just a very magical uh, experience, uh, the whole thing. Um, but uh, I think I've, I, you know, I, 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 I've enjoyed every project I've, I've done, really. Um, and uh, I think, you know, I'll go back to your earlier question, Daniel, Mm. Um, some of the modern stuff that I've done as well um, as the Shakespeare uh, brings a different sort of satisfaction. But yeah, if you if you push me, I'd probably say as you like it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what's next for Ovo after Twelfth Night Live? That's from Andy. So um, it, it's a difficult question to answer because we don't really know <laughs> <laughs> when the theatres are going to be open. Uh, so we've got uh, the rest of our spring season that we had to postpone that we, we will remount as soon as we're allowed to open the theatre. Mm. Um, what I'm excited about at the moment, uh, which I'll, I can't say too much about at the moment, but hopefully we'll be able to over the next couple of weeks, is that we're developing an open-air concept that I'm very excited about that would enable us to reopen hopefully quite quickly um, and uh, give us some certainty to start programming really through to the end of the year. So mm. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about uh, what we're doing at the Maltings, expanding the program there, um, developing more into a, a sort of full-time rep type of model um, and talking to some really amazing associate companies that are hopefully going to come in alongside us on a more regular basis and start producing work at the Maltings. So those conversations are very exciting and we've got some really great uh, companies that, that want to come and bring their work or produce their work, make their work at the Maltings. Um, and that, I think, will be will be very exciting. Yeah, it, it does. It, do, it does sound very exciting. Uh, what I think this makes a really nice question to round things off. Um, it's from Jamie and Abbott's Langley, and he says, uh, what advice would you give to any aspiring creatives who want to work in theatre? Um, just start making work. Uh, find any way you can to make work. Um, uh, and try and get some experience um, with, you know, just, just producing stuff. I think it's quite hard if you're an actor, because you sort of need, you need, you certainly need a director and you need other people around you. 
but if you're if you're on the creative side if you're looking at directing or lighting sound costume set design whatever it may be um i think just just taking any opportunity you can to make work and get experience is is what you need to do and it's it's a tough industry you know it's a tough uh, tough world to break into um but i think you know just getting that experience getting that foot in the door um is is what's critical um and then you know hopefully uh seeing seeing people seeing your work and um you know developing from there so yeah i would say just just take any opportunity you can to to get involved and make work oh well thank you very much for that advice right that should basically round things off to a nice close so 12th night live is the interactive online musical from ovo theater it's on next week from the 12th to the 14th of june tickets are available to buy now um do ovo have a web i know over i know ovo have a website but do but does ovo have a website uh, yes, yeah, so uh, www.ovo.org.uk. Okay, and I suppose if people want to sort of find out more, they can just go to Ovo. They can just sort of type in Ovo St Albans into Google and yeah. hey, presto. If you type, if you type, if you Google Ovo Theatre, you, you get straight to us. Okay, perfect. Right, well, Adam, that kind of leaves things off to a nice close. Um, thanks for sort of talking to me about Twelfth Night and answering those questions. Uh, hope to see you soon for another production. Yeah. Hopefully, when you reopen in the near future. Looking forward to it. Yes. All right. Thanks a lot. In that, um, bye for now. Bye. Radio Verulam at the weekend. It's the bit you and I look forward to the most. It's time for Sunday shoutouts. Sunday shoutouts to Claudia in Chidwickbury, Sam in Coney Street. How you doing? Hope you're having a nice weekend. Kirsty in Coleman Green. Hello. Daryl in Sandridge. Hope you're having a good one, Daryl, where you are. Carl in Wheathampstead, uh, Mary in Potter's Crouch, thanks for getting in touch Mary, happy Sunday. Uh, Miles in Bedman and Nathan in Bricketwood, happy Sunday, happy weekend to all of you. You've also been sending in your messages during the week, so thank you for those. So, who's up first? Can you please send love to my grand Paula Moore and all the staff looking after her at St Anne's Care Home? Thankfully, no one in the home has COVID, and carers and cleaners are working hard to keep it safe for residents. Visitors are still not allowed for health and safety. Sending all our love to you, Gran. Can't wait to see you and give you a big hug when all this is over. And that's from seven-year-old Tommy from St Albans. That's interesting. A seven-year-old who understands social distancing. My kids went back to school this week, and I can't go back to work until the 15th of June. So while they're at school, I get the whole house to myself. It's nice to get the house to yourself sometimes. I can get all my household jobs done and put my feet up before 3.30 when it's time to pick the kids up. Shout out on the radio to all single mums and that's from Natalie in Aldenham. Shout out to our neighbours, Chris and Debbie. I'm sure they won't mind me saying this. The fact that you've said that means that they probably will mind. But it's their silver wedding anniversary next Tuesday. Oh, congratulations. Yes, congratulations to you both and drink to the next 25 years. Hope you both have a lovely day, and that's from Rosemary, your neighbour. You know, your best, your best, your best friend and your neighbour, Rosemary. Yes. Well, congratulations. Happy anniversary, Chris and Debbie. Can I say hello to my pen pal Martin, who lives in Nottingham? We met at theatre and have kept in touch since. Since lockdown, we've been speaking more often, and meeting for virtual coffee morning sometimes on Zoom. See you soon, Martin. Hope all my friends and family stay safe, and that's from Annie. 
Shout out, uh, well this next shout out is for Big Baz and his band of merry men who meet up for a virtual pub quiz every Wednesday and Saturday night for three pints, a lager, a packet of crisps and a, and a good pub banter. You guys are great uh, and a, you guys are a great laugh and uh, during these strange times. That's from Little Joe and Mo. Right, perfect. Hi there. I've been listening to you and Johnny Seabrook on drive time on Thursdays. Oh no, here we go. Uh, where did you get your Doctor Who cookbook? Oh, I wasn't expecting you to ask that. Where did you get your Doctor Who cookbook? Uh, have you tried to make any of the recipes from it? Oh, okay. And that's from James in Coney Heath. Interesting question. Thanks, thanks, James. Well, uh, yes, I have. I've made Doctor Who's fillet steak, which is just, you know, um, some... I just bought some steak pieces and then just sort of fry them and cook them and, you know, cook them in butter and and yeah, it was medium well done. And I made and I made a sort of rich red wine sauce with it. Uh, and I've also made, well, one of the ones I did recently was I've done the vegetable soup with Dalek crotons, because if you're cooking on a budget, it's a carrot, a turnip, an onion, and two potatoes. So, you know, and a small bowl of that for your lunch is, it's healthy and nutritious and uh, good for you at the same time. So yeah, hoping to make more from it, but there's not really a lot of, recipes in that book that I can make because I just wouldn't eat them all. Shout out to my niece Samantha and her fiance Gareth who should have been married yesterday uh, but because of the situation uh, we're in and social distancing they have had to postpone. Not cancel, postpone. So okay, I bet your guests are happy about that. Have they cancelled their wedding? No, they postponed it. Oh, that's a shame. We're still going to have to go to that sometime. Uh, Sam is disappointed, uh, naturally, uh, but hopes for a summer wedding in July 2021. All my love to you, Sam and Gareth. And that's from Auntie Val and family. And actually, on that note, I just had a thought. Global pandemic, if you look for silver linings, so many people are postponing their weddings. I think don't postpone them. Just say they happened. Get some pictures of the venue, Photoshop in your friends and family. Just say it happened. Because let's be honest, nobody wants to go to your wedding. No one. Not in a time like this. No one's looking forward to it. So at the end of all this, you're thinking, yes, there was a global pandemic, but I, at least I didn't have to go to Paul and Jean's wedding. <laughs> That's the silver lining that we can sort of take away from this. Give us that, engaged couples. You can still send gifts. Still feel free to send them gifts in the post and everything. Um, it can still sort of feel the same, but yeah, that's just my take on it. And yeah, one more. I'll do one last one. I'll make this a quickie. It would give me great pleasure if you could say hello to the Barton family who are self-isolating in High Barnet. Uh, we hope to come and visit you soon once lockdown is over and social distancing is restricted. That's from the Wickers family from Harpenden. Well done and thank you to all the shout outs. Very good. If you would like a Sunday shout-out for yourself or someone you know, then get in touch and email me, daniel at radioverland.com, daniel at radioverland.com. I'm also on social media as well if you want to check me out on that. So Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, uh, Radio Verland Sunday Showcase. That's it for today. Uh, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I look forward to your company again for another Sunday Showcase podcast. Thanks for listening, if indeed you still are. Farewell. <laughs>